Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. And one aspect of the show today, which you might enjoy, was... Um, either Chelsea or England's cricket team doing badly. I know we often get people, they love Andy when he kicks off about either Chelsea or England. And hmm. obviously it was England today, wasn't it? Yeah, they got it from me. I yeah. hear that. They deserved it as well. Uh, probably put on 200 these two by the time you hear this. Yeah, that's right. Be like 376. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, then we had a bit of a chat about yeah. uh, last night's football. A few other things in uh, in the news. Yeah. Uh, and then Jim Smallman came in. He yeah. was very good, wasn't he? He's a comedian, uh, a wrestling promoter, and uh, he's written a book about wrestling. Um, and it's fascinating stuff. Yeah. So uh, we think you'll enjoy that. So we've put a bit of that in there as well. So here it all is. Wilco's been in touch. Our school team bowled out the opposition for 10 on a horrible artificial pitch. So our sports teacher reversed the batting order. We made 11 for six and scraped home. I was down as number 11 and was getting psyched up. <laughs> oh, well. What about that? No, so it, it happen. has happened. It's yeah. happened at school level. Uh, well, we're playing like schoolboys, so, you know, why not? Oh, there we are. Ooh. Okay, Andy. What, what else have you noticed? Yeah, I watched uh, Newcastle. Well, it was the second half, actually, to be really honest, of Newcastle yeah. against uh, Forest. And yeah. uh, it didn't look much of a game until the last 10 minutes. Certainly the, most of the second half wasn't great. Uh, Newcastle very pedestrian yeah. Kennedy I mean what has happened to him? he's a much better player than that he was awful last night and uh, you know but it wasn't a classic but it did have mm. a great finish the last 10 minutes yeah. last, were very exciting and um, but the referee again on I, I fell for Newcastle in a way because they just clearly had a penalty and I took a photo of I've it. not I'll seen the you. incident it's, 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 it's definitely a definite such, oh, it's definitely a penalty and he, all he's done is guess because the ball has gone. The goalkeeper has clattered Iosi um, Perez. Perez has headed the ball, and it's gone in the direction as if Steele, the keeper, had, had had taken it. Okay. So you can see why the referee did it because he's in a bad position mm. from his distance of looking at it. He he sees that, but it was clearly just clattered him. He got nowhere near the ball. Just took him right out. It was a penalty. So there you go. And uh, but Forest left back Jack Robinson was mm. booked. Fortunately, unfortunately, it wasn't in the first minute. Would have been great, wouldn't it? Why is that <laughs> quicker than Jack Robinson? Oh, um, I see. I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never mind. you know what? That's a phrase that people don't really use anymore. No, isn't I looked it? it up to see whether people do still use it. But I, I'm, kids, when was the last? I've not heard KSI use it. <laughs> it's just... It does. He said, I, I wanted to take Logan Paul out quicker than Jack Robinson. <laughs> A phrase from the 18th century. (laughs) I think you're fine. I did watch that documentary, and you gave me a little tip for a documentary, Mm. uh, which was the... 
the uh, and it's now completely gone out of my oh, head. Um, the boxing documentary. Oh, uh, Freddie Mills. Freddie Mills. Who that's killed right. Freddie Mills? Who Wonderful. killed Freddie Mills? Yeah, it was um, very interesting. It's still up there on the iPlayer. It's um, it's fascinating. Ninety isn't minutes it? of your time well spent. If you, it's a kind of snapshot of of uh, London and the country and celebrity in the 60s, 50s and 60s, isn't it? And some great boxing footage as well. Great footage. Brutal fights that oh, they had then. I know. When he knocked I mean, uh, the, the when he won the title, he knocked the I can't remember who he beat the American he knocked, guy knocked the him second, out the ring. Yeah, although that was the first one. Yeah, yeah, that was the British uh, British light heavyweight. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's um, there's some fairly the, the punishment punishment. they were allowed to take was yeah. was wrong. Yeah. I mean, it was and wrong. No, no ref stepping in to protect the fighter was there? Not at all. It was no. so they were bludgeoned no. out of the yeah, ring. But it's a brilliantly really. made documentary. Yeah. It's a surprising. Uh, twisted in, in the end yeah, as well. Do watch so it. Well worth watching. Recommend. Uh, two goals for Isaac's success last night. Now yeah. known as, uh, of course, not known as, uh, or known as not been much of a in the dressing <laughs> room. But he got there in the end. <laughs> you got that wrong quicker than Jack Robinson. Uh, I did get that wrong quicker than Jack Robinson. But never mind. if you hadn't mentioned it, no one would have noticed. Well, I think they probably would have done because they wouldn't have understood <laughs> they what you said. Would have I've uh, noticed something. Oh, I've yeah. noticed just looking at this, Trevor Bayliss, the uh, England coach, is just being interviewed there <laughs> with Paul Farbrace, his assistant yeah. by Ian Ward. And... Um, I think he looks like Barry from Watford. He does look a bit like a young Barry from he Watford. He does, really. I mean, I don't know if, 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 if Barry has, <laughs> has modelled his look on uh, Trevor Bayliss, but it's uncanny, I think. I saw a little bit of their act at, uh, with Angelos in Edinburgh. They, they did five minutes with Mervyn Stutter. Very, very good. Fun. Very funny. Oh, yes. Very it's, funny. it's a funny turn. Uh, now, uh, you see, I, mean, I love these showbiz relationships. I love showbiz friendships. Yeah. And one of the greatest showbiz friendships is the Beckhams and Elton John and David Furnish. Yeah. And apparently they've been friendly, according to David Beckham, for 25 years. But yeah. as somebody pointed out, he was sort of out on loan at lowly Preston North End at that point. And so it's highly unlikely that Elton would have been would have oh, spotted his potential and decided to be his friend. Oh, David Furnish, he'd often go and watch... Uh, he'd often go and watch oh, yeah, Preston. Preston. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He was a big fan of Preston. And, uh, and this one as well, the, the caption in The Sun... David Beckham had better keep an eye on Elton John as he cops a feel of Victoria during a trip to the French Riviera. He's all having a cuddle with her, you think. No, I don't think you need to worry, to be really honest. I think, oh, okay. I think you'll be fine there. Fair no, enough. No problem. Yep. I, uh, 448 people <laughs> okay. complained. Yeah. Yep. Not about that last bit. Well, I probably I, I, will. I, I, we may get that, yeah. <laughs> they I'm, won't. 448 it, people complained oh, yeah. to the authorities about loose women. Uh, Kim Woodburn, and they they said that she was uh, the way she was treated. Yeah, and yeah. I, I decided to watch this because my wife I always decided to watch. No, this. because you watch I every day. I don't you? watch it every day. I don't particularly. In fact, I don't like it at all. Sky it Plus, it don't you? No, the wife does, and uh, she always watches it. And she mm. she likes it, but I mean, honestly, I sometimes look at people and say, "How could you watch this and?" complain that that happened this woman knew exactly what ha why she was there oh yeah she even said they said why have you come on she went i come for the money so you think <laughs> she did i know it's unbelievable you know so, money. and she stormed off she was she was spoiling for a fight right from the word go they were trying to make a light-hearted thing trying to get these two people together and she was just made up her mind to have a right go at colleen it was fascinating oh. really but you know people love that sort of stuff i remember when well, it sounds like you did Andy. i'm well, not no, seeing you so you're more animated about this than the cricket <laughs> i'm not <laughs> when we did fantasy football people love the moments that go wrong in fact even on this show people much prefer the moments cool, that's, a, where, that's a lot of moments goes. well it's a lot of moments but yeah. That's, that's their favourite bits. I've, I've t yeah. tended to find. Uh, I've just said great. He's making David uh, David Furnish make his next film is the Preston Plumber. <laughs> is it? Yeah, he's, uh, he's a regular down at Deepdale. <laughs> he's uh, yeah. He was always there, so uh, that's where he probably would have first yeah. met David. 
Oh, yeah. When he was alone signing. You do get these. He'd be that bloke you always have in the crowd. <laughs> or something. He says, who's this kid? And he turns around and says, I've seen him play for Manchester United <laughs> Reserves. He's very good. One of those mm. who goes and mm. watches other teams' reserves in case you get them on loan. Just to, just to see. Just in case you get yeah, them on that's loan. Good, yeah. That's good news. Uh, Arbuckle, the world's fattest hedgehog, has lost... <laughs> I know, it's, it's, Is it's, it two it. o'clock? I mean, no. So you've gone early it's, with it. No, he says he lost a pound from his five-pound bulk on a cat food diet in Aberdeenshire. And you think, is that really his name? I bet it isn't. Well, it could be. I'm, I'm, I'm actually. I'm sorry, Arbuckle, but I'm not massively impressed. Losing a, I'm, I'm losing a pound. I suppose for a, something the size of a head. Why am I well, getting drawn lost, into he's this? He's lost a fifth of his body weight. Oh, okay. So he's, he's five quite... pound all in. He wasn't looking to lose five pound. He's lost. <laughs> no, a, he weighs five pounds. He weighs five pounds. He Fair lost. Enough, okay. He's lost a pound. Yeah, I don't know. The producer just said to me, "I think for... we can break." I think I think I should be allowed to go home after the last five minutes. I think I get a free pass today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Our man who won't return to the studio now. Man who comes in, talks a bit of Leicester, talks a bit of comedy, and indeed wrestling. He's a wrestling promoter, and now he has uh, written a love letter, if you will, uh, to the sport, a history of professional wrestling. I'm sorry, I love you, Jim Smallman. Good to see you, Jim. Hello, chaps. Lovely, lovely mm, to get you back again. Book. This, is, lovely, this book. is lovely, isn't it? What a, so a, a real book that um, in a bit I'm going to go and look in a bookshop and see it on the shelves of a bookshop, which is um, when I was predicted to fail GCSE English was not something that I thought anyone could see coming. <laughs> <laughs> Were you moving into quite prominent positions in the bookshop? Oh, 100%, yes. Yeah. I will um, I'll be moving it to the very front of the store, even yeah. if there's only one copy. Well, it's a sport that has uh, what well, a, a form of sports entertainment. We'll come on to that later. That has a really big following, so I imagine it could do quite well for you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's my kind of my job now. Like I, I I've been in before and talked about the fact that I'm uh, I'm a wrestling promoter. I run a company called Progress with my my two best friends, mm. and we started out doing shows in front of a few hundred people, you know, hoping that we wouldn't lose all the money that we'd invest in it, and mm. now. Uh, at the end of September, we do Wembley Arena, wow, which wow, is, really? and we've just come back from doing six shows in America, and this weekend we do three shows in Germany. So, to there, there is clearly a huge following of it, and I know it's not for everybody, mm. and and that's the thing. Like my dad, who will be listening now, hello dad, um, will have. <laughs> I mean, he understands why I love Leicester City because I watched mm. Leicester City with him and he understands why I love comedy because I watched comedy with him. Wrestling's the, the thing I think that he just looks at and goes, I don't I don't understand why my boy likes that, but I'm 40 years old now. I've been watching it since I was four years old, so it's always going to be a big so part of my life. Was WWE and WWF or whatever it was then, was that what brought you into it or were <clears> you still part of the sort of the latter days of the you know, ITV must have you're a bit young for that well, one. You remember, you remember the ITV wrestling? That's what got me into it. Oh, right. So okay. the, the first wrestler I absolutely adored, I didn't care for Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks. Mm. So we talk in 1982 when I was about four years old. Yeah. I used to go to my grand's house uh, every sort of other weekend. And my grandma would watch World of Sport and she loved it and 100% believed it was real <laughs> and loved Big Daddy, who I couldn't stand. I didn't like Big Daddy. I didn't like Giant Haystacks because even when I was little, it didn't. that to me seemed a little bit hokey and that was the sort of wrestling that my dad talked about as being in inverted yeah, yeah. commas fake. But then one day it was raining and I couldn't play outside. So I, I came in and my, my grand was watching the wrestling and there was a guy called Johnny Saint on. And Johnny Saint at the time must have been knocking 40 and he was... He wasn't like anything I'd ever seen before. He was only short and and kind of a little guy, but he was doing this crazy sort of escapology stuff. And he was everything he did looked believable, but he also had comedy and and technicality in what he was doing. 
and I'm lucky now that he's kind of a friend of mine because he lives near me in North Wales, right. and I've got to meet him <clears throat> and and to be able to sort of thank him for the being the reason that mm. I like wrestling. Because if if it hadn't been on telly that day, I probably wouldn't have fallen in love with it. Wouldn't have ended up writing this book. Wouldn't have ended up running my wrestling company or anything like that. So it's all it's all down it's to all, him. He's yeah. 77 now, as you probably know. Wow. Semi-retired. Semi-retired. Yes. Really? He still, so he still now and again keeps his hand in. Does I he? believe he still does um, <laughs> seminars and stuff. And he was working for Brilliant. WWE as a coach um, up wow. until recently, and now he's got a, um, mm. a role for them as the as the head of their. Uh, their new UK brand so um, yeah and it's great to sort of have him around wrestling still because he's still enthusiastic about it you see anyone who's a sort of old timer in wrestling they tend to never fall out of love with it and the minute that they their body maybe doesn't allow them to wrestle in ring anymore they still yeah. want to be around it and involved in it it's skillful and they're incredibly fit but wonder what would happen if they just let them wrestle without the sort of result being predetermined so it became sport rather than sport entertainment I think some people would really succeed because mm. if you look at mm. the the top level of of certainly in wrestling in America, a lot of guys because wrestling's a, a, a thing that you study in school, uh, in sort of PE in school yeah. in America. So a lot of people are legitimately quite tough. Mm. Um, but there are people who come into it, with, like Brock Lesnar, for example, who's been in WWE for a long time, um, was a UFC champion, for example. Uh, Kurt Angle was a gold medalist uh, in Olympic wrestling. Yeah. So some people can legitimately fight if they have to. Well, Ronda Rousey's now involved in Of course, the, Ronda the, Rousey is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in uh, London last night, I believe. Mm. So, yeah, so there's, there's definitely people in it who can really look after themselves. And again, like you pointed out, it's a genuine physical activity. It's whilst the outcomes may be predetermined, the amount of hard work and effort you need to go through to get to the stage where, certainly where you're on television, is mm. it, it's not something that anyone can just turn up and do, that's for sure. I'm wondering if any yeah. of those guys that have been in kind of sports like UFC ever think, no, you know, I've decided I'm not going to take a dive in the fourth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just, I will go on and win this. And everybody looks a bit nonplussed. Well, there's a couple of things I write about in the book. Mm. There was a guy in Japan called Akira Maeda who was notorious for going off script and being a bit crazy. And one of the people in particular he picked a fight with uh, was Andre the Giant, who most people yeah, are aware wow. of because of the, the excellent HBO documentary mm. that was made. And Andre the Giant, who was over seven foot tall and a legitimately tough guy who had been around wrestling for a long time, as most go- old school guys were legitimately tough as well, he... Um, yeah, uh, Akira Maeda decided he didn't want to lose to him, so just started kicking him. And Akira Maeda was one of the people who was around at the sort of the genesis of mixed martial arts because mm. he liked fighting for real. So he wow. did. He did eventually turn that into a career. Um, but yeah, he was notorious in Japan for just deciding, nope, I'm not losing today. So did the book? Does the book? <clears throat> excuse me. Focus on mainly on the American. Uh, aspects of the American sport as it took off. Yeah, I mean, because the vast majority of professional wrestling history in terms of the the big headlines and the things that are most noteworthy Mm. definitely happened in America. But obviously, I'm really into British wrestling. I'm also into Japanese wrestling and Mexican wrestling as well. And they're very different um, versions of the form of entertainment. So what I've tried to do is... Is it's based mainly around America, but I've tried to go off on tangents about Britain and Mexico and Japan and other places wherever I can because I think all of it is part of, of trying to form the history. Putting a whole history of 150-something years yeah. of professional wrestling together mm. was hard, while also trying to be positive about stuff because I don't. there's a lot of wrestling books that have been written that are just, this is why this thing at this point failed. And I kind of love wrestling, so I'd rather write nice stuff about it. Mm. When you sit and watch a, a, a wrestling match, I mean, what what are you looking at and what are you looking for in, in, in a particular fight? Because, I mean, because it's not 
a sport as mm. such. I mean, what is it about it? What is it specifically? You'll say, oh, what a great fight that was. I think for me, it's it comes down to the believability of it. So, um, for example, if I if I use films as an example, I I mm. don't really care for current blockbusters because the vast majority of them are done in green screen using a ton of CGI. So mm. if the latest Avengers film comes out, I'm kind of taken out at the moment. I can watch a wrestling match. Mm. If a wrestling match mm. is done well and done safely, it can look like as much like a real fight as possible. It can be believable. And also, for someone who's smart to wrestling like me, I go into watching most wrestling matches thinking, well, I know who's probably going to win this mm. because this would make the most sense in storyline. If I can be taken out of that moment... Um, my, my favourite wrestling match of all time is a match between uh, John Cena and CM Punk in WWE. And one of the main reasons I love that match, it happened in 2011, was that going into that match, everyone expected it to be CM Punk's last match in WWE, so he was going to lose, and then he'd leave the company. And that didn't happen. And at the time, as well as it being a brilliant, believable match full of, of ups and downs in the actual match itself, the end result made me go, oh, hang on a minute. Mm. And that, for me, is what makes it particularly memorable. So it's almost as if you're watching a piece of theatre, like a play or something like that. Absolutely. For me, I genuinely, for someone who's worked in comedy for 13 years and, and <clears> I've <throat> done bits of acting <throat> and stuff like that, like it's the most entertaining sort of form of theatre that I can I can see. And, and I, I know that there's some people who take it purely at face value and it's just loud noises and yay and boom. But for me, it genuinely can take you on that sort of journey. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Sooty's coming back. Oh, you see that? He's never been away, is he? Well, I don't know. He's coming back. No, he's back. Uh, because he's Where's got he a... been? Not what? in rehab. <laughs> I think he might I like be. to think that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Poor old Sooty sort of starting pub fights. <laughs> yeah, just obviously by the way he looked at people. <laughs> what are you looking at, mate? Yeah. You've got he nothing would... to say for yourself. <laughs> exactly, he wouldn't have He'd anything. let Sweet do all the he, talking. He'd he be would. trouble, Sweet, wouldn't That's he? That's true. Uh, of course, he has to have celebrities. He can't <clears> just <throat> be Sooty and Sweet. Sue saying, leave it, Sooty's not worth it. <laughs> no, it can't have that. It can't be like that. No, it's right. got to have Peter Andre in it and people like that. It's Peter like... Andre? Peter Andre's in it, yeah. Do you use him as the cutting edge of celebrity then <laughs> these it? days? Mr. Zeitgeist. He says, the lovable Bear's new show yeah. will feature cameos from celebrities, including pop star Peter Andre. Oh, okay. For example... Okay. For example, yeah. Is Bieber doing it? I mean, it's probably a, no it's a bit of a might tough, be, yeah. tough Don't know thing. what level of celebrities they're going to get. No, okay. And um, you see, <laughs> Amazon <laughs> have been accused <laughs> of disabling their comments section on after people were complaining about the uh, coverage of the US Open. But oh, they right, denied yeah. it. They said it's an, it was an IT glitch. What a player, what a player he was. was from yeah, the pavilion yeah, in. Him, yeah. IT glitch. He'll be playing for England today. Mm. And for the fourth time this week, the <clears> racing <throat> tipster Alex Goria said, "Today's the day." Wow. I just sit there going, "It can't, they can't, it can't every day be the day. It just can't be." In the end, one day will be the day. <laughs> well, and they say, they may told have had you. several days, but yeah. you know, it doesn't work for He's me. He's a racing tipster, isn't and uh, and sort of reasons, and we don't exactly know why Bobby Madley lost his job. But there was a sort of speculation in the Sun this morning, and it does look like it's yet another high-profile person to lose his job over a social media comment. Mm. And you think to yourself, what a waste of, whatever the rights and wrongs, what a waste of a career. It took him so long to get to referee in the Premier League. Mm. You have to go through so much. You probably have to start when you're about 14 or 15. You have to put up with all this abuse. You have to pass exams. You have to do all this thing. Yeah. You get to that position and you make some daft comment or whatever it is on social media and that's it you're gone done yeah. and this happens to people so how many people have lost their job from doing that well i suppose <clears throat> the thing is um don't do it you know don't, don't well, ever absolutely. trust don't ever trust i mean <laughs> absolutely it's a very difficult forum to trust you know what they, they say it was a snapchat or whatever but anyway these are the stories that, I mean, yeah, we, sure. we don't know that for a fact um what we do know is um mark hughes has been talking about uh, manolo gabbiadini he didn't mm. have a great game. He started uh, in the Carabao Cup, didn't have a cracking game. And you start to think, what happened there? Because when he, they bought him oh, in that when January... Oh, he came in, he was tremendous. You thought, what a player they've got there when they got him in the January window. Thought, wow, and you, everybody was saying, well, why didn't we buy him? He's a good finisher. He's a very good finisher. I don't know what's but happened there. I don't know what's happened there. It's no. strange, isn't it? Maybe Southampton fans can tell us because he always looked... They're not Top machines. Class. This is the thing. People no. forget, you know, they're subject to various I'm trying to think of whether it was a serious injury or just whether he went off the boil. He just stopped scoring goals, didn't he? You know, you lose confidence. You know how it happens. So, yeah. you know, you see how England are 122 for six. <laughs> Sport is a funny thing. So much of it played in the mind as we know. Yeah. Um, a lovely waste of ink here from Barbara Cox wrote to the Sun this oh, morning. Yeah. She said, everybody knows when Christmas is. So why do shops put out their goods so early? A lot of people don't like that. But this is the bit that gets me. There should be a law that says shops can't advertise. You can't have a law, can you? Just don't do that. You know, that's just it. They're free to do. They can stick it in from the from February if they want. A bit like the one you gave us earlier on, quicker than Jack Robinson. There should be a law. Is something people don't say. Is should be a law against it with an old staple of your nan. Probably true. A law against it. Now, um, mm. we haven't had a chance to talk about this, but um, we're, people, you know, we would fall short in the world of sport in this mm. country. And people would say, oh, look at Australia. Look at Australia. Amazing work. We could copy Australia. Well, Australia have just issued this Sport 2030 document. 
Mm. And it's basically copying us. Oh, yeah, no, it's gone full circle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've looked at where they are in sport and um, great sort of tranches of it just sound like uh, a plan that we come up with about 10, 15 years ago. That well, seems it's basically concentrate all your money on people. from the world of cricket, obviously. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> it's concentrate all your money on people you think will win. Mm. Which is, you know, that's something that's slightly... I always have a bit Well, of that's a, a fairly that. simplistic take. Well, that's basically what it is, though. This is a plan for elite and grassroots sport. It's not just for elite sport. But they have effectively turned around and said, yeah, you got it right, ultimately. We got it wrong. But we were never held up as a sort of... The bastion of well, great I don't know, sporting for the prowess. size of country, the last couple of Olympics have been amazing. No, they have been. But I mean, I'm just... Want, no, but that's, you know, I'm talking mm. about before that. When we, you know, Australia would look down their sporting noses on a regular basis. Yeah, there we are. Some good strange. Come of it. Uh, it's a bit, there's a shortage of clowns. Did you know that? It's been a sort of backlash. <laughs> what do you mean? There's a shortage there's of clowns. Shortage. You can, do you know that there are only now around a hundred registered clowns? Do you have a, to be registered? Well, apparently, yes. Wow. Uh, because being, I suppose because your makeup's all different. You register the makeup, don't you? And you have yeah, your own specific. Well, I, think, I think just you, I don't know if you have to have a license. But, you have to, uh, I, I, I wouldn't think you have to. It's not like fishing. Hello, I'm, a li- yeah. I'm a licensed clown. clown. You got a license for that clown, mate. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> you went to the EA. Yeah, but the, um, yeah. no, they all go with a red nose, though, don't they? They never deviate from that well, colour. You know, you can't. You, can't, you don't want to disappoint people. What about really? the yellow nose? Why has everybody ever done that or the green nose? I, I mean, know. it's still a fake nose. It still has. It still does the job, doesn't it? <laughs> That's true, really. Is it a staple? If you want to be a licensed clown, one of the only is it a hundred in the country? Only a, there are now only around a hundred registered. Yeah, and some fear numbers will with? plummet again. The killer cra- clown. That's oh yeah, yeah I knew that was going to go the wrong. Killer clown craze. Oh yeah, well that was awful, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that that put a lot of people. That off. wasn't good for business. And kids don't like it. They prefer things like Frozen. You know, Elsa <laughs> from Frozen. They don't want a clown turning up. They want Elsa Wait, turning up. Well, okay, I don't know. So Elsa from Frozen's going to. She's a cheaper booking. She hasn't got to be registered. Are you a registered Elsa? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, well, do look, Andy. Just uh, I'm loath to say it, but just let it go. I will. <laughs> this afternoon. I wonder if our producer will uh, go into the ring and become a wrestler. He's, I think he'd be brilliant, don't you? He's at the smaller end of the scale. He's at the smaller end of the scale. Catch weight. Yeah, he would be. But I think we'd all go, I'd turn and go and watch. I'd watch, yeah. I'd watch be. him beaten up, wouldn't you? Be <laughs> Why great. not? Yeah. Anyway, we'll leave it there on that happy note. And uh, we're back tomorrow with the Clips of the Week. Uh, um, lots of... Oh, we're going we're gonna to be reflecting on the Europa League draw at midday, aren't Marvelous, we? Looking yeah. forward to that. <laughs> Good. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.